Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. UK time. Joined this morning by Umar. How you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, I'm not bad. Um, yeah, good. How about yourself? Yeah, not bad. Um, in kind of mental terms, I'm physically absolutely broken. But uh, other than that, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Uh, yeah, 13 hours of walking was was tough yesterday. But um, no, I'm, I'm happy to to be back and, and talking about Arsenal. Uh, it seems like I missed a bit of a chaotic Monday because obviously a lot of stuff happened on Sunday um, mm. regarding David Rea. And uh, we've had more potential news and outgoings, of course, yesterday as well, which we're going to talk about today. But yeah, obviously you were around yesterday. What was your your take on David Raya? Yeah, I'm on board with it. Um, I done a show um, yesterday morning um, talking about the fact that I think it's it's a ruthless piece of business that Arsenal and Arteta mm-hmm. are eyeing up with this uh, potential deal. Um, there's been a lot of um, doubts in terms of what it means for Aaron Ramsdale's future moving forwards for Arsenal but I think competition is healthy you look all across the pitch as of now there's competition for places look at Manchester City squad last season when they won the treble across the pitch they had um, the first team players and then apart from the first team players when you look away from that they had solid backups that can come in, whether there's a suspension, whether there's an injury, whether there's a drop in, drop in form, and they can come in and they can fill that void. And with this potential deal for David Raya, it seems that he's always been a target of Arteta, of our goalkeeping coach, Naki Kana. Um, it seems that we had a long-standing interest um, when we went for Ramsdale. It seemed that he was the number one target that both Arteta and our goalkeeping coach wanted to bring to, to this football club. Obviously, at that time, the deal didn't materialise and Aaron Ramsdale came in. But I'd be worried for Ramsdale because, in in my opinion, you don't spend however much it is, 25, 30 million pounds on a goalkeeper if he's not going to come in. I'm not necessarily saying he's going to come in straight away and take Ramsdale's uh, place and position. However, if Ramsdale makes a mistake in, in, in a specific game, in a certain game, if, if if his form's not up to the standard that Mikrateta wants, there's going to be doubts, there's going to be nervousness amongst the Arsenal fan base, and there's going to be calls for David Raya to come in. Because right now, I think Aaron Ramsdale, he's comfortable as the number yeah. one goalkeeper. He knows that Matt Turner, look, he's a good deputy, Matt Turner, solid, good shot stopper, but he doesn't have the capabilities that Ramsdale has in terms of playing out from the back, helping Arsenal's uh, structure going forwards. I think Matt Turner has improved in that department since he's been at Arsenal, but he's still not at that standard that Arteta wants. You look at David Raya, what shocked me the most was when I was looking at the stats in terms of the distribution. A lot of Arsenal fans talk about how good Aaron Ramsdale is with his feet. When you look at the stats with David Raya, he basically obliterates him in that department. Like, I yeah. was shocked. I was shocked. I never expected it. So you're looking at that, and someone I think said on Twitter that Arteta, he probably doesn't have that much onus in terms of the goalkeeping position. He probably asks Inaki Kana what he thinks, his thoughts, obviously because Inaki is going to be the most skilled person in that department. He knows the weaknesses of Ramsdale. 
He knows the strengths of David Raya. So he's going to be always feeding on that, Arteta. So he's probably asked him, look, is this an area that we need to improve? But it seems that Arteta likes this goalkeeper as well. Like he's, he's had a long-standing interest. But I'm on board with it. I think the price being touted, £40 million, pounds, I don't think it's going to be £40 million pounds if this deal um, goes over the line. I think you're probably looking at, what, £25, £30 million. Pounds. Brentford already signed a goalkeeper um, and he's number one as of now. He started all the preseason games. David Rye is going to be a free agent next summer. So, look, I, I, I'm on board with this still. I think Aaron Ramsdale, he's done well for Arsenal, but there's a lot of things that I think he needs to improve in his game. At times, the concentration levels, I think, are not up to scratch. I think he said it himself, like, at home, because Arsenal, they're dominant. They have more of the ball. They're attacking the opponent. Aaron Ramsdale doesn't have much to do. Away from home, he's quite busy. And I think he thrives on the atmosphere. But at home, he, he does have a clangor in him, TC. Like, I've seen a lot of the time, the near post. I've seen it time and time again. And the thing with Arsenal fans, we don't speak about it enough because of Aaron Ramsdale. Like, he, at times, he makes great saves. Or if he's made a mistake in a certain game, we've not dropped points or we've not picked up a loss or we've not picked up a draw. That mistake last season against West Ham, that Jared Bowen uh, shot, he should be saving that. James Madison, when we beat uh, Leicester City 4-2 at home uh, in last season, at all, I think it was August, he should be saving that goal. It was at the near post. I've seen Diego Jota put the goal past him in a Carabao Cup game, near post. He does have a weakness in that area. But let's see, let's see. But I, I, I like it. I think if Arsenal want to get to a stage uh, of competing with Manchester City, the Real Madrid, the Barcelona's, you have to be ruthless in this game. Yeah, absolutely you do. And I, I agree with this uh, move. I think that bringing in a player that can push Ramsdale, you know, and this isn't to say that Ramsdale's future is like done at Arsenal because you bring in David Raya. You look at Kepa and, and Mendy, which mm -hmm. goalkeeper is still at Chelsea, you know, and is likely going to be the Chelsea number one next season. It's Kepa at the moment. So I, I don't think signing David Raya instantly says like, you know, we're not, convinced that Ramsdale is the guy to take us forward. I just think that Arteta is determined to have competition in every single position possible and Turner has not done enough that he feels to push Ramsdale enough and yeah, there, there have been mistakes in Ramsdale's game. There have been parts of his game that, that needs to improve and stuff. I still rank him as one of the best goalkeepers in the world personally. You know, we've had these conversations about what we class as a world-class keeper and I personally put Ramsdale in that bracket um, because I think that he's pulled you think about the Liverpool game, that showed, that was a world-class performance from Aaron Ramsdale and I think that he's produced those performances at times. We were blown away by his distribution and passing when he first came into the team because we've been so devoid of that from a goalkeeper you know we really hadn't had that uh, style of goalkeeper for so long and I do think in the last six months or so maybe that his distribution has been a bit off but I also think that the Southampton mistake has generated maybe more of an attention to it than is worthy uh, I think that that's kind of been a bit unfair on Ramsdale actually and a lot of opinions has kind of changed after that Southampton game because it was a high-profile error. Hmm. I think that what David Raya brings you is someone that's going to come in and obviously push Ramsdale. I think he can start Premier League games. I think he'll start all of the Champions League games and all the Cup games when if it comes in. And if Arteta believes that he's getting better performances from Raya, he will start to play him in the Premier League and the, the roles will be reversed. And if Ramsdale then starts to perform better, that will reverse again. What I don't think, Umar, is possible is for both to coexist for a long-term period. I yeah. think that 
once after one season, maybe two at dogs. max, one of them will look to move. And there will be bids because they're both very good goalkeepers. And if mm. Raya comes in and isn't... I, I think it's more so if Raya was to take over Ramsdale in the first season, Ramsdale, I think, would probably, you know, within his rights, be open to a potential exit in 24. But if Raya comes in and doesn't break... Ramsdale in the first season I think it's more likely to go into a second season with those two goalkeepers which mm-hmm. I think is the the better outcome um, but ultimately I just hope that we have the best player playing in a position for the team because people get for me too attached to players at times yeah. you know Ramsdale's a really likable character I've spoken to him myself a number of times he's great to speak with great with the media after games even after we lost to, to Man City in that game at the Etihad 4-1 he he stopped with us in the Etihad after the game and spoke to us and like gave us the time of day. Like he's great in that respect as well. But speak, like looking at it from an Arsenal ruthless perspective in the squad, if if Raya is a better option, you've got to try and push the quality needle towards you getting closer to Man City. You know, so it's always going to be what's best for the club. And if Arteta thinks bringing in another competitive keeper is best for the club, I stand by that decision. Mm. Know what I mean? Is that fair? Yeah, no, it's hundred percent. And you speak about the mistakes in terms of the game against Southampton. I'm not, I'm not really bothered about those type of mistakes because it's the way we play out from the back. Um, those mistakes can happen. Yeah, I know it was a bad mistake because it happened so early on in the game. Yeah. But if it happened like in the 60th minute, 55th minute, I think nobody would be like harsh on Ramsdale in terms of that. But the fact that it happened so early on in a must-win game. There's so much onus in terms of Aaron Ramsdale. What are you doing? Where's your concentration at? But look, I like David Raya. A lot has been spoken about his height, the fact that he's six foot. And it's crazy to sit here and say, like, is that really a bad thing that he's six foot? But when you compare to the other goalkeepers, for example, like Aaron Ramsdale, with Aaron Ramsdale six foot two, people on social media talking about the fact that is is that a height which is capable of winning a championship or winning a Champions League title? Is there going to be a lot of pressure on Raya if he comes in from set pieces or corner kicks or crosses? But then I look at the stats yesterday. Um, he's, he scored the second most uh, crosses in the league. At 55, I think it was. And don't you think like Brentford on the training ground, I think they're the one of the best teams in terms of attacking uh, set pieces aerially. They'll be working on that week in, week out. So I don't think that's too much of a worry in my eyes. But look, I think distribution, I think he's up there, David Raya. Shot stopping as well. Like, he makes some very, very good saves. And I think it would be an improvement, but just slightly. There's not much between them, I think, between these goalkeepers. But obviously, the age is a big difference as well. I think Raya's 27 years old. He's played at the Championship. Um, I think Blackburn Rovers, he's played uh, Brentford as well. He has that experience. Ramsdale is a bit younger. I think he's 24, 25. Yeah. Healthy competition is good. If it if it makes Ramsdale think to himself, look, in training on the training pitches, I have to be at it every single day, week in, week out. Because if I don't, if, if I'm slightly not on it, this guy's going to take my shirt. So look, healthy competition is what wins trophies. Yeah, absolutely it is. And I, I look forward to seeing how this deal develops, how this transfer runs. If Arsenal end up getting um, a deal done for Dover, right? That'd be really interesting. Uh, talking about outgoings now, following Balogun, 
doesn't look at this moment in time to be leaving for Inter Milan. They've stepped back from talks is the latest. And, uh, you know, they're looking at Gianluca Scamacca of West Ham as, a, as an alternative. You know, I was talking this morning about kind of the, the prices around the player. Yes, we want to get maximum value for our players. But at the same time, there aren't clubs coming in for Balogun right now that are offering the £50 million valuation that Arsenal are looking for. I said at the beginning of the window that I think a good price of Fuller and Balogun would be £35 million. Mm. I think that you should look to try and get more than that in this market because of what we've seen other clubs go for. But ultimately, the market value of a player is decided upon what clubs are willing to pay at the end of the day. You know, you can say, oh, well, we should be trying to sell this player for this amount of money. But at the end of the day, if clubs aren't willing to pay that amount of money, that's what determines the value. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? So do you think that Arsenal will end up struggling to get that 50 million? Yeah, I do. I think when the teams were being touted, the RB Leipzig, Inter Milan's, I never thought to myself, it's going to be one team in Europe from these leagues that are going to price Balogun away. They're going to pay, pay that asking price that Arsenal are seeking because you rarely see it. I think Inter Milan, when they're going for Romelu Lukaku, a player who's already played for them, has, has had a good history at Inter Milan, and they weren't willing to pay what Chelsea um, were after. So it's not a surprise to me. I think the only team or only clubs which are which could prize Balogun away, they, they, they're in the Premier League. They're in the Premier League because they have that financial backing. Um, the West Ham's, the Crystal Palace... Uh, of this division so and even then I can't see them paying 50 million pounds if I'm being yeah. honest I can maybe see them going to like 40, 40 max yeah like Brentford obviously I think need a forward because of the Tony situation Fulham have lost um, Mitrovic but they have bought him an F but that was a really cheap deal and you know maybe they would be open to spending the money Brighton potentially if they fear losing uh, Evan Ferguson in the future you know Balogun I think would really suit um, really, really would suit Brighton, mm. but again, expecting fifty million pounds. The difference between like the Rasmus Hoyland thing does change the market, but there isn't a Manchester United in for Balogun. You know, there isn't a Premier League side that can pay seventy million pounds for a player in for him. And I think that whilst Arsenal should try and get a good fee, I think thirty-five million pounds is a reasonable price tag for a player. Yeah, it is reasonable. But what would you do in this instance? Because it seems that Arsenal are not going to budge from mm. what it seems. They have a well, that, value What happens then? That's what, he that's has a year left of the deal exactly. after the season. You know what I mean? Exactly. He's not going to be worth more than yeah. he is worth in this summer at Arsenal unless he breaks into the team next season, which it's difficult to see him doing because he's mm. not even ahead of Enketia at the mm. moment, according to Arteta. I would personally put him ahead of Enketia. But Arteta's not putting him ahead of Inketia at all. Mm. And then you've got Jesus there as well. So it's such a it's so difficult to kind of work out where the pathway is. Because like, it's really easy to, to chuck a comment onto a video or to tweet out an opinion saying, you know, just start Balogun like or, you know, just get we need to get 50 million. But it's so easy to say that. But in mm. practice, the reality is very different. Yeah, no, hundred percent. That's why I think I'm torn in terms of what Arsenal should do in this situation because I don't want to I don't want people to basically see Arsenal as pushovers 
in the transfer um, market. And I think they've improved in terms of that. I think now teams are coming to the table and they realise that mm-hmm. Arsenal are not the same Arsenal of old and they have to be taken seriously when the transfer window uh, begins. So in terms of that, I respect Edu, I respect Arteta, I respect the Cronkies. If they have a valuation in mind for Balogun, which again, I think is fair enough because he's proved it over his over in his loan spell uh, in France. He's proved that he he can be a capable striker uh, on the international stage. He could be leading the US national team at a World Cup in three years' time. So £50 million for, for the potential, for what he's done already, it's a fair valuation. But again, who is going to pay that? I look in and around Europe right now, I can't see anyone paying that. Even like you could see potentially in a few before a few weeks, people were speaking about the fact that Chelsea were linked with Balogun. And maybe Chelsea could potentially be the team that would pay this asking price, fifty million pounds. But now this it seems that they're looking to target Vlahovic. They've already got Nicholas Jackson. So that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. So the big clubs are out of the equation already in terms of potentially, if you look, who would potentially pay the money for Balogun. So Arteta, they've got a decision on their hands. Like, do you take £35 million for a player? Do you take the hit? Or do you keep this player in and around the Arsenal squad and maybe yeah. so Eddie Nketiah? That could be one to watch in the final weeks of the window. Yeah. There's been suggestions that Crystal Palace might have an interest in Ketia. You know, if you can get £25 million for Ketia, I think that you take that and then it opens the door to Balogun, you know, mm. and you say, you know, you're going to play the, the the cup games, you're going to come off the bench for 20, 30 minutes every Premier League game. If Jesus is injured, you can come in, you know, and you've got a challenge. The, 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 big, the big thing I, I've not appreciated, obviously, from the Balogun situation this summer is obviously some of his quotes saying he feels like he doesn't have to try extra hard. We don't know a lot of the details, what's going on behind the scenes. Arteta says it's a minor foot injury, but they're just, you can't help but feel a bit skeptical about that. You know, I think it's very normal to feel very skeptical about that. If Nketiah was to leave, it would be interesting to see how that changes the, the situation at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And if Balogun was given starts and scored goals, or if he was given opportunities to play in the Champions League, and if he came off the bench and scored, because that's the one thing Nketiah hasn't done for us, really, is come off the bench and score goals. He had 18 sub appearances last season and didn't score any. You know, And if Balogun come off the bench and starts scoring goals, and Jesus goes through another period where he doesn't score in 12 games, Arteta has shown that he can change things. I remember when Nketiah was starting games, eventually... He subbed out in Ketia for Trossard and got more from Trossard. So I think Arteta is open to playing the best possible option. But my question has always been around Balogun himself. Mm. Is he open to the fight if the fight is there to be had? I don't think the fight's necessarily there right now. And that's partly not his fault mm. because, you know, Nketia and Jesus are ahead of him in Arteta's mind. And I don't personally agree that Nketia should be ahead of Balogun. So I do have some sympathy for Balogun in that sense. But where I don't have the sympathy is if he has any entitlement to thinking that he should be deserving starts in the Premier League now. That's where I don't have that level of empathy for him because I think that whilst he should be at least on a level par in terms of opportunity with Nketiah, who has got nearly three times the amount of minutes in pre-season as him, you know, I, I just don't necessarily agree that that's the right place. But you can't justify him being a Premier League starter now after one good season in France and having done, bluntly, nothing with Arsenal. Hmm. So 
it, it's a really difficult situation. I think one that will hopefully become clear in the next three to four weeks, which is how do, long we've got left of the window, believe it or not. Do, on, you, do, you, do you think like next summer, there's always been talk that Arsenal could potentially buy a number nine? Like mm. you, you, you've probably seen it on social media that the mm-hmm. final part of this project is a striker of a marquee yeah. standard. Do you think Balogun's probably thinking about that in the back of his mind? Look, forget about Eddie and Kitty, forget about Gabriel Jesus. If Arsenal are targeting a striker of an Ozyman standard or someone of that stature, what's the point of me sticking around? Like he, he, these things, like we, we talk about the fact that Enketia is in and around the team, Jesus is in and around the team. He's got two obstacles in front of him. But he could be thinking about next summer. He could be thinking about the future, not only this season. I think for me, if I was Balogun and hypothetically if Enketia was sold he should be looking at this season as going he should be looking at the season going I I should be trying to fight for a starting place hmm. after a 20 goal season in Liga and prove to Arteta that you don't need to sign a striker of that caliber that I can be that striker for Arsenal going forwards but only he can show that if he's already resigned himself you know to the idea that he, he's never going to get that chance then it's probably already over Hmm. You know, if if it, and, and maybe that conversation's been had. Maybe he's said to Arteta, "We don't know. We're just speculating." But if if he's had a conversation with Arteta, feels that he's not being given a fair chance, or he wants to now move on because he's not going to get the he's, he's assured himself that he's not going to get the minutes. You know, it's very difficult to see a future where he doesn't think that, as you say, a striker coming in in twenty four is like the the final nail in the coffin regarding his Arsenal career. It's also a risk for Arsenal because, you know, if you've got a striker that you can get 30 plus million quid for yeah. and you keep him for a final year and then he goes for, he could arguably stay to the end of his contract, you know, and leave for nothing, which would be a disaster, to be honest, from the value that he's got right now. Um, I really think that having a year extension and then loaning him out again wouldn't be the worst idea in the world because, you know, there may not be the suitors in this window, but maybe after two loan spells where he succeeds in this summer or this season as well, as two years left in his contract, Arsenal then can go and get the money that they need to get. But would Balogun sign a year extension? I don't know. Um, it's, it's very, very difficult. Uh, he's been very forthright in his opinions on whether he'd loan or, or stay, and he says he wouldn't go on loan. And I don't. I think he also said that he wouldn't sign a new deal right now. So it's difficult, um, and I don't think we're going to be able to answer this until you know we, we get more information on it. Uh, last quick thing: Austin Trusty, Sheffield United, five million quid is the rumor. Um, that's a good deal, isn't it, for Arsenal? Yeah, especially I think we paid one point five million for him. Yes, yeah, I like that. So it's a profit. So. It's a profit. It's not really played at all for Arsenal. So um, the investment has paid off. It seems um, I'm happy that he, he's going to go to a club potentially of Sheffield United's um, stature, Premier League team. He'll get that top level experience that he's seeking. Um, if I was being a bit greedy, I would have liked around seven, eight million pounds because I think he had a good loan spot over in the Championship for Birmingham City. He was one of the best, I think, defenders in that league last season. But look, £5 million, we can't complain. I think it's a profit when we bought him. Like, I think that's what Arsenal are probably looking for. Like, get that exposure in a, in a league like the Championship, let him come back and let, him, let us sell him for a good profit, good amounts of money. So, we've done that. Wish him all the best. Um, 
because he's not he's not going to get in this Arsenal squad. Let's be serious. So I think it's a good move all around. I think it's a good move as well. And I'm hoping that obviously Arsenal continue with this run of, of being able to move players on. Trusty would take our sales up to £30 million this summer after we sold Marie and, and Xhaka. If we can get money in for Pepe and Cedric, and which I'm not you know, massively optimistic about, but if it can be done, great. Lukonga is being linked to Burnley as well. Charlie Patino might be moving on as well. We might get some money for him, which would be really, really promising. And if you can move on Balogun... Great. If you can get a good money for him, great. Um, and that might then open up some other opportunities. So I still think there are needs in the team. I think Raya is a great example of bringing in competition in one position. I still think we need something for the right wing. Uh, we'll see how the last part of the window goes. Um, but Umar, thank you so much for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. Always appreciate it, mate. Hope you get better soon. Yes, recovering. We're recovering. I'll be there by the end of the day, I'm sure. Uh, but thank you for everyone in the chat box. Really appreciate your time. As always, uh, do drop a comment down below on anything that we've discussed today. If you need any clarification, if you're curious as to any of our thoughts on anything, and if you disagree or agree with anything we've said, leave them down below. Have a fantastic day, people. We'll see you on the next one. Uh, drop a like, subscribe, and as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,